Welcome everyone. This is another Ponderings podcast. I'm really pleased to be joined by Louise Avis today from Christians on the Left and other things. Uh, Louise, before we kick off with the questions, do you want to just say a little bit about what you get up to, what your roles in life are? Yes, of course. So uh, my day job is that I am the director of Christians on the Left, which is an affiliate of the Labour Party. And my role is to gather, inspire and equip Christians on the left of British politics and also to uh, help the Labour Party in creating that bridge between themselves and the church. So normally, Monday to Wednesday, when we're not in a pandemic, I am down in Westminster And then the rest of the time, I'm up here in Sheffield with my husband, Chris, and our two children, and I am part of the church. Excellent. Good. And actually, that you remind me, we our best date stamp where we are. So it's we're towards the end of May, recording this, of 2021. I managed to say the wrong year last time, but (laughs) as I was talking to the interview, it felt felt like it was Groundhog Day anyway. It felt like we were. So we're we're using the wonders of... of, uh, of the internet to record. Um, so good to see you and to connect a little bit. So Louisa, as as we were talking earlier, uh, we're really on a bit of an explore. I suppose there's three kind of questions kicking around and you can take them in any order. What do you see happening Christendom to, to Christians for the church at the moment? What you know what do you want to see happen? And uh, and I mean if there's anything to share about what you're seeing in politics that will be interesting as well. Although of course you've you and I have not not managed to get into Westminster for quite some time. They don't they don't let us in anymore. Not at the moment. God, <laughs> we're in exile. But hope for the days that we can go back into the promised land. <laughs> so yeah, tell tell me a little bit. What do you see happening um, in in the UK at this time? Well, gosh, that's a big question, isn't it? <laughs> okay. it gives you room to manoeuvre. <laughs> oh gosh um well we're just in that season of transition aren't we we have had the lockdown we're coming out and you know we're just trying to navigate life again but also there's that fear isn't there that there could be another lockdown coming and so it's that it's that uncertainty isn't it so I think that there's an excitement you know, I feel as though people are, you know, looking forward to mixing with family and friends. But there's that apprehension as well of what what does the future look like? Will we be going into another lockdown? And so a lot of uncertainty. But um, I think also, you know, you've got the two types of people, haven't you? You've got the people who are just absolutely loving this season. And yeah, let's get out there. Let's have a party and all this lot. And then there's a group of people who are just like, you know, that they're, they're reluctant to leave the cocoon of what they've built around themselves. And there's quite a lot of fear in that. And so my hope is that people will come out of that. I think also personally, um, there is a lethargy. And I think, um, you know, for, for me, you know, I've, I've, I've been wearing joggy bottoms for over a year now. <laughs> and, you know, it's like a miracle if 
I've put a face of makeup on and I'm wearing a dress or whatever like that. And so for me personally, I think that, that lethargy needs to go. And uh, I'll be speaking about this in church on Sunday because I feel as though God's given me a word and maybe it is for more people that it's time to get those jockey bottoms off and put the armour on, you know, because there's a work to be done. And, you know, with COVID, as, as we come out of it, hopefully, you know, there is so much work to be done, you know, with, you know, people who've been furloughed, people who've lost their jobs, people who've lost their loved ones, and so, you know, for a nation, it's time to come out of the cocoon and come out of that introspection and, and look outwards. And right. how can I help in society? What is there to be done? What has to be rebuilt there? Okay. And so, yeah, I think it's like a coming well, out of everything that's happened. And, you know, it's hopefully it's a new season. Yeah. Well, interesting. I, I, I suspect we won't be showing the video on this, but I'd, I'd like to confirm for you to confirm that I'm here in a in a shirt here, so I'm I'm not in tracky bottoms. So I'm kind of I've already responded to your. To yeah, your... I am wearing shorts at this present moment in time, but I am wearing a t-shirt which says freedom. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So so we're, we're, so, we're there's a reluctance to come out, but there is that that thirst for freedom. <laughs> But there is a, there is an interesting there is interesting oh I've got my teeth out there there's an interesting article in the New York Times about this thing called languishing which I think really describes what you're talking about there uh, a kind of it's not quite depression but it is a kind of a kind of mere not kind of getting going kind yeah, of thing. yeah yeah I've been really challenged by um, oh I think it's uh, the Passion Translations version of uh, Song of Songs two and it talks you know the king is saying to his loved one, arise and let's go to the higher place. There's a, there is a change of season. And for me, that that is a call of my heart. God, I want to go to the high place. Let's arise. I want to leave right. this past season, the good and the bad of it. And I want to arise to a higher place. And so it is that, you know, it is to, time to leave that past season yeah. and go into the plans and purposes of God. The Old Testament's pretty good about getting us into that whole concept of worship and sacrifice isn't it and it's there's no there's not really um a great place or there has to be a sense of of stirring yourself and uh and uh, in our worship which is an interesting challenge okay well before before we kind of came online we were talking a little bit about the kind of the wider context whether it be trump whether it be brexit and that kind of thing and how COVID fits into that and we talked a little bit about this sense of the, the norms the shaking and how those things are and and you had an interesting take on mind the gap so tell us yeah. a little bit about that I know you shared in other places about this but yeah well it, yeah I've shared a, a number of times on this but you know I feel as though all the systems and everything that we consider normal has been shaken so everything from Brexit Trump the expenses scandal, let's throw the pandemic in there. Everything has been shaken and cracks and gaps have appeared. Now, you can either look at that and think, oh, my word, or you can see that as an opportunity because those can be God-ordained cracks 
the Christians and people of faith to rise up into significant positions of leadership and influence and uh, you know when you travel on the London underground there's always some markings on the platform and it says please mind the gap and it's just a warning to the travelers you know don't fall in the gap but step over it but I feel as though God's saying don't step over the gap step in the gap own the gap Because there is, you know, I believe that each one of us has been born for influence and that we can, you know, as we step into the gap, we bring everything that God's created us to be. And, you know, if you think about who we are in Christ, we have the mind of Christ. We have wisdom. We have access to the answer. And so that's what we bring to the table. And I would hope that in this season, instead of this reluctance to withdraw, that Christians would step forward and say yeah I'm going to take my place in the gap I'm going to bring everything that Christ has created in me and I'm willing to show up and and to be an influence to the influencers I think that's really interesting because I think that that so so much but for some of us um this period of lockdown this period of reduction of social interaction um for some it's been really really tough for others, in some ways, it's been certainly you know lockdown one maybe was a, was a nice break in some, for some people. And I I think in many ways there were three there were three types of people. There were those who are kind of furloughed, kind of in a in a uh, a no man's land of between work but not being able to quite holiday. There was those who were essential workers are out in the danger zone that kind of thing. And then there were those who were working at home. Uh, we, we've talked a little bit about work-life balance being an interesting thing when you work at home. Sometimes it's worked well, sometimes it hasn't worked well. So I think for, for some, that that challenge about not retreating into cocoon is 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 right there. How this may be an unfair question, Louise. I'm not asking you to necessarily to answer it, but have you seen any examples of people standing in the gap or? Are there some gaps you see that you think, Lord, or we pray, Lord, fill this gap, let, you know, let, I'm here, send me in that kind of Isaiah 6 kind of way. Do you, what, what do you see in terms of those, those areas? Okay. I'm, you know, as part of Christians on the Life, we come under the umbrella of uh, Christians in Partex. And I've been so encouraged by what I've seen happening um, in the in the faith world of Christians being stirred to step out into the political arena and that's my story you know I, I used to be a church leader and God spoke very specifically into my life through a number of prophecies that I should you know leave full-time ministry and step out into the political arena and I've seen that time and time again where Christians have you know experienced the call of God and thought, right, I am going to step out into the political arena. And there's definite gaps there, particularly on that mountain of of politics, that we need to see Christians step into that world. And um, just in the last elections, I was so encouraged just to see how many Christians, you know, across the parties were actually willing to step out and say, yeah, I'm going to show up. I'm going to be light and salt in this in this area Mm. and so for me 
wow, so encouraging. And, and that's part of my role as well, because we do need more Christians within politics. But you're going to find that within all the sectors, you know, yeah. with business, entertainment, health, education, there's these gaps appearing. And I feel as though God's saying to Christians, come on, come on, it's time yeah. to take your place. Yeah. And what yeah. we bring is, is, is going to bring about transformation and change. And so I think sometimes as Christians, we do question who we are in God. We have those Gideon moments, don't we, where I'm the smallest of the small, when in fact God's saying, look, that there is a gap here and I need you to fill it because what you bring is going to bring transformation to, you, to society. And so, yeah, let's step in that gap. Sounds good. Well, we'll, we'll make sure you don't say that in a tube station no, 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 I won't, I won't be an answer. <laughs> <laughs> I think, too I think, actually, it's still about being mindful of the gap, isn't it? So it's kind of not 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 just automatically doing this. And I think it's yeah, I think I think what you're picking up there is really, really interesting because in some ways it's so it's that stepping out of ourselves, stepping out of what is comfortable, stepping out of those kind of things, particularly after this time of being cocooned of of doing things and protecting our bodies and all that kind of stuff I think that is a real um really interesting challenge and I think what strikes me is when it goes against the natural grain of the way the world is um Mm. we're called to stand out differently and and I don't think it's an easy time for Christians in politics is it there's lots of issues no no I think it's really really hard to be honest and, you know, if, you, if you're listening to this, please pray for Christians in politics. But, um, you know, you know, yeah. the Bible says that we are the light of the world and uh, you can't be the light in a light place. You don't turn the light on when it's daytime, do you? Uh-huh. And so when it does feel dark and when it does feel murky, that's when we're the most effective. And, you know, when, when you look at the people who, you know, particularly in the Old Testament, who were involved in politics, you know, like your Joseph and your Daniels and your Esthers and your Obadiahs, they weren't, you know, they, they, they didn't go into politics when it was all rosy. They were there in very hostile situations, yeah. but that's where God uses us most effectively. And yeah. so for me, I, I guess my prayer for Christians in politics is, you know, for strength, but also for boldness and courage to speak out when God's asking us to speak out. Because if God fills our mouths with Rima words, you know, those words have the power to transform situations and people. And so, yeah, it is scary. And, there are, you know, do I want to quit? Yes, on a regular basis. But I feel personally that God said, come on, Lou, this, this is the time. This is the time for you to stand up and be counted. So, yeah. Hats off to anyone in Christians, you know, who are are Christians involved in politics, but this is your time and just to keep going. And oh gosh, you know, as as I'm speaking, I just feel as though God's asking me to remind people, you know, that, you know, that God's saying, would you go again? You know, because I think, you know, for all people who have been part of the pandemic, whether they're key worker, whether they're running a church, it has been a time where it has been so hard and it seems as though it's gone on forever, that there is a weariness and there is that, oh gosh. But I feel as though God's saying, would you go again? Would you go again? Because it's when you go again, that's where you see your breakthrough. It's the, uh, 
it's a widow in Luke 18 where she's knocking on the door. You think, do I have to knock on the door again, God? And, and God say, knock on the door one more time. And say, yeah, be encouraged. Keep going and, uh, you know, see what God's going to do through your life. That's good. That's really good. That's, I think that, to, would you go again? I think that, that that very real and compassionate word from God is, is not, not disregarding the factor where people are, but actually calling us up higher. I think mm. that's a really powerful word and I really want to receive that. Lou, it brings me on to this whole thing about renewal, revival, reformation, whatever term we want to use, but, but something happening both individually and corporately across the UK. Do you see any signs of that kind of thing? Do you think there's anything shifting in, in terms of church patterns in, in, in where you're seeing? What, what, what do you think? What's your reflection on those, on those terms, on those words, on those things? Okay, I can see a number of things happening. I think that um, the church is waking up to um, those who are on the outskirts of church life who feel excluded, you know, particularly those who struggle to come to church because of their situations, you know, maybe it's their disability. And, you know, I think that the church has opened its eyes and, you know, particularly with online church, it's going, yeah, let's reach out and let's make church more accessible. I think that's a brilliant thing. And I I think as we come out of lockdown and as those restrictions are lifted, we've just got to be aware of that. That is a good thing, and we need to make church more accessible. I think also with everything that's happened in the wake of George Floyd's life, you know, churches have had to ask really serious questions of we appear to be as one but how one are we and I would encourage us to keep asking those difficult questions and bring about change if we're going to be united let's be completely united also in my church I've noticed that we are beginning to restructure differently and more on an acts two model that you know corporate on Sunday has been good but it's not the only way of doing church And so we've got rid of our small group structure, which has been really interesting. You know, like you normally meet on a Wednesday, have a Bible study. Forget that. What we've done is, right, what brings people together? What is church? And so instead of just doing the Bible studies, and we have got a few of those going, we've got different expressions of doing life together. So we've got like a dinner party group. Who wants to meet on a Saturday night and have meals? You know, we've got early morning prayer meetings. We've got a coffee uh, group. We've got a craft group. We've got a running group. We've got a golf group. And what we're saying is that if we can get people connecting, even if it's a hobby, that is church and we can disciple people and bring people on the journey of that. And I think it's like what, you know, almost like an acts to expression. What is it for people to live together? Because it's not good enough for us just to come on a Sunday morning and praise God and get, you know, a word through the preaching. It's we've got to create family. And so those small pockets of interest groups and Bible study groups, I think that, that is that is phenomenal. I and think also that, I'm excited about. I just I was just keen just to get some clarity. So in terms of those interest groups, is that within the church family already or is it actually looking to bring people who are unchurched in? 
Bit of both. Bit of both. Okay. Bit of both. And so it's a more organic thing. Yeah. So instead of saying, oh, right, we are going to set up a midweek group and it's going to be at Wednesday at 7.30 and this is what we're all studying. It's like throwing it out there going, yeah. what is it that we're already doing? What could we invite people to do? So for my group, um, our, we, we call them connect groups. We got rid of the blokes in uh, lockdown. The women decided, oh, you go on your walks, you do what you like. We're going to come together on a weekly basis and we're going to do a book study together. And it so sounded that was a bit really... sinister when you said you got rid of the blokes. Yeah, I was just thinking you kind of right. shot them or something. No, right, we you sent them out. Yeah, we took them out, took the blokes out. And so we've got a small group of women. And then we thought, you know, as we've relaunched our midweek groups and stuff, like, could we extend that to more women? And so now we've got this online community of women coming together on a regular basis and studying a book. It's organic. It's not fixed. And it's not on a Wednesday either. And so it's like, instead of having this sacred cow of, we all meet together on a Wednesday. We've got groups happening at seven o'clock on a Friday morning or Saturday football and Friday, you know, afternoon golf. And I love that. I love that, you know, sometimes I think as church we're so rigid and, you know, this is how God works. When in fact God can touch a group of women having a coffee on a on a Thursday morning as much as he can on a Wednesday evening at 7.30. So I think that's exciting. And then also what I've noticed is a hunger for prayer. I think it's um, this crying out to God like we've tried as best, we've done church, we've done all the different programs and we've seen very limited results. But what we need is we need a move of God yeah. and only God can do that. Yeah. And so I've noticed that within, um, within church of just prayer happening all over the place, but also within Christians on the left, you know, we've, we, we, have, we used to have this uh, Tuesday morning monthly prayer meeting in Waterloo. And then it went online by accident. We invited all our members and then suddenly exploded. But I've noticed within our members, there's there's this hunger for prayer. And there's all these little prayer groups happening all across the nation. And, you know, it's hard for me to say because I'm stuck in Sheffield in my kitchen speaking to you, but I've got Mm -hmm. a sneaky feeling that that's happening all over the country with churches that, you know, these these prayer little pockets happening. And that excites me because when God's people come together to pray and we say, okay, God, we've done as best, we're doing everything we can, but now it's up to you. I think God loves that. I think he goes, snap, snap, here we go. And so I feel that God's people are crying out to him more and um, that that can only be a good thing. So watch his space and see what God does with a group of hungry Christians. That's excellent. What a great note to end on there. Some real encouragement. As per usual, Louise, thank you so much uh, for your time and for what you're doing. Uh, If you are listening um, to Ponderings, do have a check out of the website. It's Ponderings org.uk um, check out some of the other podcasts coming up and you can uh, pick up on what louise is doing louise do you want to give us the website address yeah just google us at christians on the left there you go you'll see what louise is up to and maybe you'll see uh some pictures for her reappearing around westminster again oh i hope so yeah excellent thank you very much